Hi, everyone. So we decided we needed to do an emergency episode, which we've never done before, because we needed to address everything that's happening with Kevin Hart and Ellen DeGeneres. The video of him going on Ellen came out yesterday, and we both watched it, and we've had a day to kind of marinate on it. So you know that I am not good at Twitter. (laughs) And that I... I think you're good at Twitter. I think you're underappreciated on Twitter. (laughs) Me too, honestly. But I, like, I don't really understand how Twitter as a site works. And, like, it, it's not my forte, I guess. And so I, I'm just going to jump right into it and not even explain what's going on. And if you don't know what's going on with Kevin Hart and Ellen, like, pause this and, like, go listen to it. Yesterday, I was like, okay, so how easy is it? to find these tweets on his profile. It took me, I timed myself, exactly 10 seconds. (laughs) And I found 39 tweets between 2009 and 2012 that were offensive to all members of the LGBT community. Because then I just started putting in like words that I thought would probably be offensive. And I was like, lesbian. And like a shit ton of posts came up. And I was like, okay. And like, fag. And a whole bunch of posts came up. And like, gay ass. And a whole bunch (laughs) of posts came up. And I just like started counting. And I was like, oh well like wow and they were like not even like new things like there was one where he was like talking about his dog's asshole whistling and i was like that's a joke that people have been making for years yeah and he keeps making it seem like these tweets were 50 years ago but i was like hi 2012 was um not that long ago 2012 was seven years ago that was how long it took me to do that math Oh, no. (laughs) I have a BFA. Well, the thing that I find frustrating about his excuse being, it was a long time ago, is I get that people grow and people change, but it always frustrates me when someone uses as their excuse for, like, homophobia or, like, when white guys use their excuse for, like, racism as, oh, well, I was younger then. Because, like, I was a teenager once and I did, like, stupid shit when I was a teenager, But I never, like, used the N-word, you know? And I never was, like, openly homophobic or, like, privately homophobic. That's not just a natural thing that's part of people's upbringing, you know? Right. Like, or, I mean, it is part of people's upbringing, but it's not something that's, like, built into people. And for people to get a pass because, like, they didn't know any better really, like, makes me mad (laughs) and this kind of dives into a larger conversation that we don't need to get into right now maybe we'll get into it in season four but apology (laughs) culture there's like a small part of of apology culture that i want to talk about real quick okay and it's that i feel like what's working for him and against him mostly against him is like the the concept the concept of time because i feel like with apology culture with the me too movement not to compare what he said to the Me Too movement because there's one thing about saying something there's one thing about doing something Mm -hmm. but just with like apology culture apology culture the people that have apologized over the past year or two have then had like a year six months eight months whatever to like go away and figure their stuff out calm down let the world kind of settle in and then come back and be like hey cool this is what I'm doing to like help or like do stuff or you know give money or do anything like that but it's been like like a month and a half maybe since everything kind of started going down when he was first announced and so for him to choose to make the move to go on to ellen which was a pointed move i don't care if they're friends this soon like of course people are still going to be worked up about it it's not going to go away and he thinks that 
because it's been so much time since the tweets actually surfaced, people were not paying attention to you that long ago. I wish that he would have been like, you're right. And you know what? I'm going to go on to the Oscars and I will give the money that I get from going on to the Oscars to these charities so we can put this to rest. And like, I'm going to actively do something to show you that I have changed because he hasn't had that. Like apology culture, when you say something and you give it 10 years and you prove to everybody that you are a different person, then everybody can look at you and be like, you know what? You did grow Kevin Hart and you are a different person and we forgive you. I agree that I wish he had taken active steps to prove something, but I think he also didn't even really apologize he was just like yeah i regret the pain i caused the lgbtq plus community but like he didn't actually ever say like i understand why this was wrong i will be more considerate of the i'll just say queer because it's shorthand community in my future comedy i will be more considerate of this he was just like yeah sorry moving on when I was in school, like in conservatory, we were taught one very simple thing on the first day of school, where it was like, if you are ever late to a class, you walk in and say, quote, I'm sorry, it will never happen again. And then you make sure it will never happen again. And then that's it. And you don't get a second pass. That's just what you do. And he never said that. Yeah. And he's also using as his proof that he apologized in the past. He's saying, like, I apologized on the Get Hard press tour. Mm -hmm. And then the video of the Get Hard press tour resurfaced. And I'll put the interaction in here. You're both very smart, (laughs) funny people. During the filming of the movie, between the scene where you kind of do a mockingly effeminate voice Mm -hmm. and you gag at the sight of, like, a dick as if it's the worst thing that could happen to a straight guy, a gay situation, (laughs) did you think this is mildly mean-spirited or at the very least a little bit dated? I said... To myself, this is funny. Okay. Uh, And at the end of the day, funny is funny, regardless of what area it's coming from. So, you know, when doing it, I felt that the scene called for the actions and reactions that we gave. And, you know, for the individuals that we're portraying, the characters that we're playing, it's what... It's what fit them for those moments. So uh, once again, I just I just look for the laugh, man, and, and the best way to get there. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. You you are approving this. And they are, Will Ferrell and him are so, were so involved with that movie. But I was like, you didn't listen to that line and go, well, I wouldn't say it. But, you know, Joe, the character that I'm playing, would. And there's a way to play a character like that and not, like, co-sign their behavior or, like, not make their behavior you're like acceptable and i feel like comedian actors like comedians that become actors in film and stuff like that are kind of held to a larger standard than actor actors because they're usually in movies that are comedic and are comedy and that become essentially a larger shtick for them like when you see an amy schumer movie it's like amy schumer in like a large stand-up that just like yeah. highly produced and that's kind of what that is so when you watch him in the movie you're like well it's not you because you're clearly playing a character but it is you and this is your joke yeah and the fact that he went on to ellen and he was like i don't have a homophobic bone in my body i was like well i looked on twitter and you have 39 so yeah so moving on to ellen that interview made me angrier than anything has in a long time (laughs) it like made my blood boil that she thinks she can talk for the entire 
LGBTQ plus community when she is so disconnected and removed from our community. The fact that she's a white millionaire, two things that most queer people aren't. I mean, not that most queer people aren't white, but like there's literally an, a giant section of the queer community that is not white. And there are almost no queer millionaires. I would say there are probably like three. Mm-hmm. And that she thinks she is representative of everyone and is able to just be like, yeah, it's fine. And also just to think that she's allowed to just excuse bigotry for like all of us, that she can just be like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I and everyone forgive you made me so mad because it's been so long since she had to think about anyone else that it just was like to me so indicative of the fact that she has had her brain like warped by being one of the most famous people in the world and one of the richest people in the world for so long that she like doesn't remember what the actual effects of homophobia are especially because she has all this like charity work but it's all for like animals Mm -hmm. in like the Sahara and she she, she doesn't do any charity work for like homeless queer and trans young people or like queer and trans young people who are like in need and suffering and for her to do a program like that would be like groundbreaking and incredible and she also is so divorced from the idea of queerness that she to me I think uses queerness as a tool when it's convenient for her and this was such an example of that of her being like well don't forget that I'm a lesbian and so I'm allowed to just pardon you and I think Kevin Hart knew that and it was a very specific choice to go on her show and not on like Robin Roberts or Don Lemon or like a black queer person who would have been able to have a conversation with him more seriously about like the implications of what he said for queer and trans young people of color who have had really horrible experiences with this whole thing and it just I don't know it just made me be like Ellen what the fuck do you think you're doing like how obtuse can you be it kind of made me think about that talk show host can be one of two things one like a fun game show host more like a celebrity parade where it's like people go on they play games they maybe drop some stuff about their movie and then they like have fun and leave and then there's like laid back journalists where you watch them and they have interesting conversations and they ask harder questions and they kind of go into the topics a little bit more so for her to sit there through like a 20 minute interview with him and just let him speak and use her platform for what he did and how he is talking about it made me mad because I was like, at no point did she stop him and be like, oh, okay, cool. So what do you think about this? And not only give him the opportunity as a friend to speak in the right direction, but also as someone who is, I mean, at the end of the day, like a journalist actually finding something interesting in what he's saying, because all it really did was stir the pot more. And then when she came in and talked about how she called the Academy, it was like, oh, cool. So now you're just like using your celebrity in a way that no one asked you to do to step into a situation that had nothing to do with you and put everybody's name in the LGBT community onto it. It threw me and I was like, oh, cool. So you are just a fun game show host that parades celebrities around and that's all you'll ever be. The one time when she tried to get serious about it, I thought when she was like, you don't let the trolls win. Like, don't let the trolls take you down. The trolls that you're talking about are A, 
not trolls. They're just people asking to be treated with respect and to have their feelings taken into consideration. And B, I think she is comparing the situation to like when people didn't want her to be on TV because she was gay. Mm -hmm. And I think what she's forgetting is that like now with the internet, things are different. And when she was being held back by homophobia, like there wasn't the ability to directly interact with celebrities. It was just like magazine covers and newspapers. And now that we have the internet, people are being held accountable for their actions. And that's actually not the same thing as homophobia. That's not the same thing as like harassing people. I think because she is like objectively old she doesn't understand that like saying to a celebrity you saying this made me feel bad because it is an act of bigotry is not the same as trolls on the internet being like go die you know when you really look at the people who are talking about it on the internet it's all people that are verified and not celebrities necessarily but people that write for you know stupid stuff like Huffington Post and stuff like that that are posting long threads about how they feel and how we should really be looking on these things. And I'm like, this isn't even just me with my 400 Twitter followers trying to like like explain this, how I feel to people. It's like people that have voices in not only the LGBT community, but like the world that are trying to show people that what they see on TV is not necessarily how they should be feeling, which I feel feel like not to get too heady about it, but it's something that's been going on with the, with our newest president because something, somebody says something on TV doesn't make it the truth. When you watch what he says on Ellen and he talks about how he's seen the repercussions and he starts listing all of the things that are being put in jeopardy because of it. All of it is money-based. He's never like, people's feelings are being hurt by this. I'm being hurt by this. He never was like, I'm depressed or like, I'm like going through it. He was like, my brand stuff and my, his production company and his studio relationships and all of that. And I was like, oh, so like, because people are saying that you said something bad and your money is suffering, I'm supposed to care at all? Well, he also, he presents himself as though he's like the biggest victim of internet trolling of all time by being like my brand stuff is gonna go away and it's like oh cool christine blazy ford dr christine blazy ford still can't live in her house do i think twitter is too powerful yes however do i think that brands have a right to be like oh you're problematic you're not gonna sell my brand anymore yeah like that just sucks because you said something you shouldn't have said that's what happens yeah like there are consequences for your actions it's like when someone gets put in time out and then complains that they didn't get to go outside and play it's like yeah that's what this (laughs) is supposed to be (laughs) yeah because you are homophobic you get a time out On Friday, he went on to Variety's podcast, which we won't name because you should be listening to ours. Yeah, Um, don't listen to any other podcast. And he said that he's thought about it and he doesn't think that he will go back to hosting the Oscars, that it's like something that has passed and that he will like on his vision board, which I doubt he actually has. Uh, um, Don't appropriate vision boards. That makes me mad. (laughs) I have a vision board. I was like, yeah, sure. In your office, Kevin Hart, you have a giant vision board. I was like, that's gay. But he <laughs> he said that he got the job and it was all set in motion. So he think, he's going to think of it as he got the job and he succeeded. So he's checking it off his vision board and he's just going to move on. 
and you that he things off your vision board and that he one day like wants to be on the oscar stage so he's going to like figure out a way to get an oscar he's gonna play a gay character well he's in the upside which oh my god i forgot he's in the upside god. through the whole which just goes to show ellen because at the end of that interview she's like and everybody should go see the upside because he's so wonderful and there you it is see, like how serious he is and how like wonderful of an actor he is blah 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 and she's like and you're so wonderful and amazing and nothing you've ever done is wrong bye so then yesterday i was like well this cannot be the first time that this has ever happened in like the history of pop culture and i was thinking about it i was thinking about it and i was in the shower and i was like oh i could very loosely because one is for a joke and one was in like quote-unquote all seriousness compare it to something in the vein of what happened with paula dean years ago and not to go into that but like she said something everybody said that it was not okay and she went away and so i was like okay so then what's paula dean doing now and i typed her name into google and she's planning a comeback and i was like oh my god i was like huh interesting all right can't wait to see what that is and not to turn this into a paula dean conversation and again not to compare racism to homophobia but more on the lines of celebrities saying something that is a slur meaning it as a slur and being like oh well like it's just something that I said. Real quick, I just want to acknowledge that I do own Paula Deen cookware. I didn't realize it was Paula Deen when I bought it, but it's really good cookware. Sorry. <laughs> well, racism in action. I know. I got it at a thrift store. Not to get too emotional and, like, personal about it, because none of it is about me. But, like, to kind of, like, a an ending point on all of my points, to live through and with someone who has those views that he talked about in his jokes and then watch him succeed to the highest point of a comedian, which is hosting at the Oscars and then get called out for it. And then essentially be rebuilt by a, a like queer celebrity and like listen to the, the Academy be like, yes, we want you back hurts in a way that I like didn't expect to have him framed as the victim. Yeah. And, and for the Academy to turn around and be like, oh, well, like, we were just kind of following the wave and we would love to have you back. And, like, he said in the Ellen video that it goes beyond the Oscars, that it's, like, hitting him in all these other areas. And I'm like, right, this goes beyond the Oscars because it's not just about you hosting the Oscars. It's about all of the people all over the world that hear these kinds of things in their daily life. And then yeah. watch somebody that is succeeding in their life and doing these things, essentially saying that it's okay. And... I know that he, on the Ellen show, was talking about how he knows that it's not okay, but without the apology and everything, it's just, like, really upsetting to watch. Yeah, I agree. And now, I guess we have a concrete reason to, to hate Ellen. Yeah, really. So I guess for I, everybody that wanted a I Hate Ellen episode, exactly. this is it. <laughs> one year later, here's our I Hate Ellen episode. <laughs> and, hey, if there's one thing we've learned from all of this... Oh, no, what... <laughs> It's that there's only one awards show that really counts. <laughs> oh, really? Which one? That would be the Thingy Awards, oh. <laughs> which you can vote for at tinyurl.com slash thingies2018. Or you can go to any of our social media and the link is in the bio. And you can vote through January 15th. And when does that episode come out? January 18th. January what? 18th. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. The same day as the... <laughs> New series, a season oh, of yeah. Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Grace and Frankie and the Thingies, everyone's favorite. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities who aren't homophobic, Jane Fonda. Yeah, really. And, <laughs> and, and Lily and Lily Tomlin. Yeah, well, Lily Tomlin is gay. <laughs> well, so was Ellen.
Wow, that was that was incisive commentary. <laughs> I feel like, yes, we're coming out of the woodwork in the middle of our break. It's important, I think, to hear, like, actual queer people discussing this. Yeah. And Are like, you saying yeah. that Ellen isn't a lesbian? Yeah, I'm taking away her lesbian card. I've I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> I'm curious as to if she will address this any further. She won't. Like, I'm curious if she'll apologize or anything like that. Portia was probably watching and was just like... She was like, you idiot. (laughs) I bet she was like, I'm going back to bed with my 100 cats. I know. (laughs) Also, by the way, they've been married for something like 30 years or something. Mm -hmm. So if Portia leaves now, she gets half the money. Well, yeah. So Portia, leave Ellen for me. For you? Oh, uh, Portia, leave for you. Got it. Yeah. Like, leave Ellen and come date me. I thought you meant, like, leave Ellen for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) I can definitely imagine Portia just, like, running off to, like, the Ellen campus in Africa and being with, like, the gorillas. (laughs) Yeah, just becoming one with nature, like, fading into the trees. Yep. Also revive better off Ted. That's all. (laughs) Oh, agreed. 